Hey guys, welcome to episode number 76 of Making It Podcast. I am David Picciuto. Unfortunately, we were not able to record an episode this week. That is my fault. Uh, I asked Jimmy and Bob to record without me, and they said no way. Instead of not putting up an episode, we thought we'd give you one of our Maker Fair talks that we did last month. Now, keep in mind that the audio for this is pretty bad. It was recorded with a GoPro on the side of the stage. With that in mind, I hope you enjoy the Maker Fair talk, and we will be back again next week with a regular episode. So, thanks guys, and we'll see you soon. <laughs> Hello everybody. Hello. Welcome to Maker Fair 2016. Okay, welcome. So uh, be prepared to be have your minds blown and spend twice as much time here as you thought you were going to do. Uh, but as the day goes by, this is always a place of refuge, but also a place for ideas. And so, and we're going to start out by really kind of examining, you know, the real gestalt of what making is about with this panel. So, without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to you guys. Right. Thank you. Thanks. Um, we're going to kind of run this like our podcast. That's cool with you guys. We only have 25 minutes. <laughs> so we do a podcast together called Making It. I'm Bob Claggett. This is David Petrudo. Jimmy DeRosa. Um, and so we're going to talk about the process. Um, Just quickly, the clock is not ticking, by the way. Yeah, which is fine. Which is fine. Yeah. But you may not like that. Um, so we're going to talk about the process a little bit rather than uh, talking about how to make a specific thing or anything like that. Um, and I think we all have different maybe a different process, different ideas um, about that and like why it's important and how it's maybe important to each of you differently than it's important to us. So, start with Jimmy. Do you have any thoughts about the process? And well, the a lot of people ask me, they say to me, uh, I'm not here. A lot of people say to me, what do you do for a living? <laughs> I make stuff. Um, but a lot of people ask me, um, do you make the video, do you make the object in the video just for the video? or do you make it for a client, or whatever. And to me, it's about 80% of the time I make a video, I make an object in a video just to illustrate the process of whatever it is I want to work on. A lot of times my videos come backwards from a tool, like I might find a cool tool, and I'll say, wow, that's really cool, I want to just feature that tool. How can I, what can I make with that tool? And then I go backwards and try and figure out. So therein lies the process is the product, as not as much as the product itself that I end up with. Of course, it's, I try and make something cool and exciting and interesting, but <laughs> someone want to close oh, the day doors? We're about to go in the water. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> marching band is here. It's for us. So again, I very, very much of the time think of what it is I want to show, how I want to do it. Sometimes I go a little bit ass backwards around to make something, and that's just to illustrate a few of the processes that are involved. You know, obviously there's always several ways to skin a cat, but I'll do some, people are like, why in the world would you do that? It's just to illustrate, to show a different way or a different approach. I have a different way that I do videos. I try to show, um, you can do creative things, and so I try to come up with what I think are cool projects. Mm -hmm. And um, like, just to show that 
everybody can make something that's a little bit different than maybe what you're used to seeing. You know, we did that recently with, with the pencils and, and um, you know, the boxes. I try to come up with my own designs, and I encourage people to you know, come up with your own designs in, in the same type of, of project. So that's, that's like the main focus of, of my video, is creativity. Yeah, no, I, I totally, like, I'll come up with the idea that I want to make a knife. And then I say to myself, okay, I want to make a knife. I can make it out of a blank, but I can cut it out of an old saw blade. Of course, I'm trying to, like, trying to kick the beehive to get people to, like, say nasty things on my comments. But, so I'll do that, too, because that's, you know, it's good ratings. It's fun for people to see those, that dynamic. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but I do it passively. Explicitly, but I'll make, so I say I'm going to make a knife, oh, let me cut you it just out. says it on stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I don't say anything in the video, I'll just do it, just bait people. But uh, the idea is I'm going to make a knife, there's several ways of getting there, how do I get there, what's the most interesting dynamic visual, you know, plasma cut in, or whatever. So it's yeah, part of it. I mean, I kind of have the same, I guess, a, a, the two of those are the same ideas, that's how I do that. For me, I realized early on when I was starting to do this as a career that the content that I'm producing is my product. So if I'm building a piece of furniture, that thing is going to get used somewhere, but I'm not making it so that I can make a hundred of those pieces of furniture. It's so that I can make a video explaining how to do that so somebody else can do it. And so that, that being the end goal changes how I look at what I'm making because it's not about just the techniques that I'm going to use in that thing. It's also how do I present that? You know, how do I present those techniques and how do I show my preparation to build this thing and how do I show the finished product? And it's, there's kind of another level to what I'm thinking about, what I care about in the process of building the thing. Um, and so I, I kind of realized that a long time ago without really thinking it through fully. Recently, Laura Kemp, if anybody knows her, she's a, a German maker, and um, she said in one of her videos, I think she illustrated it perfectly, she drew a line, it was like up here, and she said, this is me in the process, and this is my happiness level. And then I finished the product, bam! <laughs> a little closer, sorry, I'm not being loud enough. And it drops down, and that's when she finishes the product. She said, when I get there, I don't care about that thing anymore. I'm done with it, I want to go back to a process. And when she said that, I was like, yes, that is what I've been feeling for a long that time. That is very, I can really that. That's really, I didn't see her yeah. say that, but that's absolutely right. As soon as you're done with it, it's like, got it on film, yeah. I just want to get the video put together, and I can't wait to hit that publish button. Yeah, she did a really good job of illustrating that. I also think, um, you know, when you talk about the process, you can talk about um, the process to make a single thing, which is what we generally encapsulate into a video. But we can take that up a level and say, like, about us as makers or about us creative people, or however you want to think of yourself. Um, you can maybe this is like whatever. You can think of your life as the process. Right, and that instead of trying to get to be, I'm a perfect woodworker, or I'm a whatever, uh, I'm perfect at this one skill set, the process is your day-to-day -day learning, your additive, kind of like, I'm learning a new, excuse me, a new thing, I'm learning, uh, I'm getting exposed to new types of art, or new visual stuff to inspire me to, you know, and so your day-to-day -day process um, can be the process that we're talking about. It doesn't have to be the process to make a particular thing. And if you look at it that way, then everything that you interact with, everything that you take in, can be part of your process. And Jimmy says this a lot of times. He'll talk about like always watching and being inspired by everything you see and pulling it into. Yeah, just taking it around. Yeah. And I, I just thought share a silly experience. If anybody watched me on Snapchat last week in Colorado, my car broke down, and 
the idea of being challenged with something out of the ordinary or unexpected, like a broken down car or a flat tire or something just breaks in your house or you get injured, you know, how you deal with that on a day-to-day -day basis also helps talking about the lifestyle process of like, okay, let's figure out how to solve this puzzle as opposed to being like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Just, it's a puzzle, it's a process, how do we work through it? I think what we do, and the videos translates to those kind of problems, because instead of just reacting to the situation, yeah. you, you tend to think about it a little bit more. Like, just step back a little bit. Okay, what's the what's the best solution for what? And another funny, since we're all content creators, it's like, oh great, I got a broken down car. I can make a good vlog out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real moment. You know? We're all recording video right now. Like, we're always recording. Video. Real moments are like really, really important when you're trying to do content creation, of course. Because we all watch, you know, like when you watch Saturday Night Live, people start giggling, like while they're acting. Like that's the funnest part about it. Is like to see them in the process and have fun. Somebody said something to me recently in a, in the context of an entirely different conversation, but I think it rings really true here. He said, "Live for the line, not for the dot." And I've like just held on to that really tightly. Um, you know, the line is a is a, a thing in between two points. And so you can think of that in the process of becoming whatever you want to become, uh, learning whatever skill you want to learn, making whatever thing you want to make. There's a beginning and there's an end. And if you live for that center point, or that center line that's connecting those things, then you're always trying to fill more in that line. You're trying to, always trying to add more skills and add more opportunity and more experiences and all that stuff in that line. Don't care about the dot, because at the dot, it's finished. And then you got to find another line. So um, I've taken that and I'm trying to apply that to how I look at like what we do together, like rather than look at a show, at a, at a single podcast, like how can we kind of get an idea that we can turn this long-term show into something that's going to help people or be useful or at least interesting, you know. And, and so I'm trying to apply that same line, not the dot thing to it's a, great way a lot of stuff. A lot of people ask me, what is my greatest object that I've made? And, I, and lately my answer is basically my body of work on YouTube. It's like my biggest accomplishment. And the fact that I have so many reference points to go back to any conversation I have with anybody, it's always like, how did you do this? Oh, you know what, this, 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 these videos I could reference, you know, especially helpful with my students, and of course people that write me online, so. You know, just the entire process of becoming, you know, a, a person on YouTube that's, you know, teaching is just amazing. Yeah. It's been an amazing journey, and, and the best thing about not being on a network show is that it's never going to end. Yeah! So, <laughs> turn off your cable. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, we we talked about doing some Q and A. Do you guys want us to yammer some more, or would you like to do Q and A stuff? No. Yammer. Yammer. <laughs> well, all right. What do you guys want to talk about then? Well, yeah, I, I had I had a point uh, talking about processes, the product, and that. This is just another funny little anecdote about my channel. Recently, I made like five or seven signs in a row, and the reason I like making signs is because I can take a different approach each time. But you know, there's some of the the fans that aren't really as invested as, as some other fans would look at this and go, oh, another sign? But, you know, the, the people that are really paying close attention notice that every sign I do, I try to bring a, a new technique or a new process. You know, I'll either bandsaw or I'll CNC, and if I'm going to CNC again, I try and bring a new technique to it. So that, that, there lies the idea of, you know, trying to make sure the process is always new and fresh, even though the product is basically the same on the same category level. Sometimes we'll get a, a couple comments saying, you know, um, maybe you guys talk about uh, your behind the scenes making the videos too much, and that is 
not only do I make things out of wood, but I make videos. And so I enjoy that part of the making too. And you know, making it includes everything that we, that we do. And uh, my, my main passion right now is probably not woodworking. It's probably making, making videos. Yeah, people, I think people go to YouTube and they want to learn how to make a, I don't know, a stool or whatever. They search for how to make a stool. And then they see a video about how to make a stool. And they think the person that made that video really likes stools, and they're really wanting to teach how to make a stool. And that's not necessarily the case. You know? That's my new channel, the stool channel. <laughs> I mean, I think I can speak for all of us when I'm I say that, like, that we, you know, we like making the, the educational part of it, the inspirational part of it as the thing, regardless of what it is we're making, you know. Um, and that's why Jimmy can make a bunch of signs in different ways. And that's because he doesn't care about, like, oh, I'm making another sign. It's a chance to teach. It's a chance to share some of the like, wealth of knowledge that he has. So, I, there's, I mean, that's one of many, 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 many things that are a perception difference between the person watching the YouTube video and the person who's making the YouTube video. There's a lot of those. That's one of them. So. Uh, you, you reminded me, you guys, many of you guys know David Welder. David is in Italy right now, Jaco, whatever. And they're, they're going to be working on some videos together and some real pay projects together as well. But Dave always says to me, he says, you know, I, I, I'm, the only reason I make an object is just an excuse to make a movie. And to him, it's really taken over the fact that like, he's like, he doesn't even really want to make anything. He just wants to make movies. So when we did our beehive putt, he was so excited to be able to dig into and make <laughs> William Woods in the house. I, could, I can't see your face, I can just see your mohawk. Right on time. So David is just is another example of the process. He just loves the process of making movies. And you know, if it's kind of build-centric or maker-centric, that's that's just his focus. But I feel, and I have to encourage him, I think David's gonna eventually go and make like a movie. I think he's got it in him about anything. Yeah, that's been an interesting thing to watch because he started very much like Yeah, he happened very fast as yeah. the park is going very quickly. But you, you can tell that he as soon as he got into making videos, he found a different reason to do it, a different, you know, a different type of production. And you can tell that he loves that thing, and he still makes stuff, right? But he does, yeah. it's, it's pretty cool to see like somebody going and trying a new thing over here, and then realizing that they love it in a way that they didn't expect to love, you know. And they're going to go down a path of new. You know, I, it's new funny talking about David Welder having a conversation of he's like, I got these great little pieces of video of like squirrels fighting with pigeons. I don't know what to do with them <laughs> because they don't have anything to do with making it. Because but I'm just going to stick it in there and let you all just get terribly caught out of it. <laughs> We have an anxious question. Can you guys comment on the concept of failing towards success? Oh yeah, failing towards success, that's what we do every day. Yes. <laughs> all of us, all the time. You'll, you'll, you won't learn any quicker than when you fail. Right, I mean, yeah. you're, you're problem solving, trying to figure out. Constant problem solving, and I, I somebody asked me this, like, how come you don't show more failures in your videos? Because I never fail. <laughs> I'll have like a little failure and it's difficult to show it without breaking the, the silence wall. So I'm like, you know what? It's just going to confuse my storytelling, so I leave it out. But uh, now more and more, like in my conversational videos, I, I get a chance to talk more about it in my tip videos, which I have more tips coming up, by the way. Nice. Um, but uh, I tell my students constantly, I teach at the New York School of Visual Arts now for many years, and I tell my students, this week's homework is to do this. Please bring in all your successes and all your failures because we'll learn from your failures. Failures. We'll learn. We'll learn practical experience from your failures. We'll learn conceptual 
knowledge from successes. Because we know how it's supposed to go, but what you made is more important than the success of the product, the material, whatever it is. But when somebody fails, you say, oh, okay, the reason that these two materials foamed up is because your cup had water in it. Yeah, oh yeah, well I just washed out the bottle and then I put it like, well that's supposed to be water, is not supposed to be in, you know, smooth cap, whatever that is, whatever that is. So these examples are really good to show. That's it. really interesting you say that. I have a box on my shelf in my office that is labeled on the front, failed 3D prints. And every time something doesn't work in the printer, I put it in the box. And so I can look around the office and see, that's a really big box of failures. And there's like two or three things around the office that work really well. <laughs> but that's a good perspective to have, right? But um, that's a good perspective to have because it's okay if they're, the, you know, they're totally disproportionate and you have more failures than successes. It's okay because as long as you have a success in the long term, you're good. So. The failures make the success so much more satisfying too. And you get to go back and look at the process. You get to see like this one failed because I didn't set the printer up correctly. Or this one failed because I made a bad choice. Is somebody Whatever. sleeping on a microphone somewhere? The mics are failing. Yeah. <laughs> So keeping track of those is, I think, really helpful in the long run for you to be able to go back and see the stages to get to where you, you know, how you got to where you wanted to be. That's awesome. Thanks very much, guys. Yeah. Sure, sure. Anybody, um, any other questions? There's a mic right there in the center. If anybody wants to see it. Well, that's like a marching band again. It sounds like a Godzilla's walking out. Would you say it's better to be smart or clever? Clever. <laughs> clever well, enough to work. combination of the two. Would you rather be smart or clever? Uh, clever. <laughs> if you're clever, you can learn how to be smart. Yeah. Would you like this microphone? So I take a safety class at my main space uh, before I go to the shop. And I tell people, uh, for inspiration, watch Jimmy Breast videos. What are safety you? class, don't watch Jimmy Breast videos. <laughs> 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 when you're videoing yourself, you dance off specifically, yeah. or anything else? Well, I, when I use the bandsaw, I I can only do it a certain way. I mean, I'm comfortable doing it. I can do it kind of... Uh, <laughs> that's a failure. <laughs> I've never been to hold the lecture next to a marching band ever again. <laughs>
completely over before like the I painted it black. So when I go from like the scene just before I paint it black, I kind of slam it into a stump. You hardly can tell, but I really I took a lot of the volume off of it. You know, but so work with the camera. There's so many things people just won't notice. It makes me more creative because I'm like, is this cool enough to make a video out of? If not, I'm gonna redesign it. Hmm. I I've started. Uh, this still doesn't work. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, um, I've started um, thinking about before I actually start doing any work. I start thinking about like what's the best way I can present this thing, so that I'm gonna show all the steps. That's just my thing. That's what I do. So I want to make sure that I can come up with the best ways in the moment to to show all of those steps before I start filming them. Because when I first started, I would shoot a bunch of stuff. And there, I would shoot a bunch of stuff and then go back and look at it and be like, oh well, that would have been interesting if you could actually see what I was doing. You gotta really be conscious. A lot of times I'm working something and I realize my whole shoulder and back was like right in front of the camera all the time. Something I can't redo, really so it's a pain in the Yeah. Took us. <laughs> uh, in terms of creativity, have you guys ever dealt with writer's block? Kind of like a creativity block, and how do you guys normally deal with that kind of obstacle? Sure. Do you ever notice when I don't put out videos for lots of months? People say, Are you dead? Are you, are you okay? That's, yeah. What do you that. normally do to kind of get over that hump? Uh, just, you know, I always tell people, and then I take my own advice, pick something that's practical, that somebody else has done, and just redesign it in your own way. You know, or, or again, just change the process so it's different than what somebody else has done. So there's so many objects in the world, we can look at any object and, and anybody, it's like signatures. You could make a million, we can make 20 napkin holes and everyone will be slightly different. So whatever that simple product is, just make it in your own, with your own voice. I don't have anything better to add to that. I, I, I have a huge list of things that I want to do. I'm good for the next couple years. I'm sure the writer's block will hit me at, at some point, but I have so many ideas that I, I want to convert into videos that I'm not worried about that right now. Yeah, I have a long list too, but when I look through them, I'm just like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> that, that's when I get that sort of writer's block. I need that like, inspiration. But actually, that list is a really important thing there, because even if you have an idea that you're not crazy about in the moment, if you have it on the list and you come back to it in six months, you yeah. go, oh, I've had a lot of experiences since I wrote that down, and now I'm thinking of it in a different way. So yeah. that's a good way to, to combat it, is just to have a long-running list of stuff that you didn't want to do before. I do a lot, a lot of times I do what's called, I just call myself, a, I call it a brain dump, like I'm on an airplane, okay, I have two hours on this airplane, I'm going to fill this yellow legal bag with ideas, I don't, I don't, Okay. Write everything down. Write everything down. Write everything down. Thank you. Are you sure? <laughs> well, one of the new twists on content creation is live streaming, which all three of you kind of have kind of different, different degrees. So my, I'm just want to know like what your ideas on are on live streaming and what you think about it. Where do you think it should go? I think it's huge for the right personality type. I think it's not for everybody, honestly. Um, I've started live streaming from my shop and I get to work on either something I'm already working on or I get to ask people real time who are watching, what should I make? And that is a lot of fun. And I can I have to say no to most of the ideas because no, I can't make a car out of wood in my shop for an hour. But you know, it's really cool to be able to interact with people real time. And in fact I did a I made a, a wallet out of an Atari cartridge recently. And I made a prototype on my live stream. And so the first one I did, I made bad choices and I did things and I said like, why doesn't this work? What would work better for Hinge here? What would work better for this and that? And I got a bunch of really fantastic ideas from the people watching. Three minutes, okay. Um, 
And so when I went to make the YouTube video, I incorporated a lot of their ideas, and it was a better end product because of that collaboration with those viewers. So I think it has a lot of potential in that way. Yes, sir. First of all, Jimmy, can you sign my forehead? I can. That's right writer. I love um, like the, the the booths where booths are people were selling stuff. Um, there's like a photography booth and like an art booth, and I just love seeing other people's creative. It, just, it inspires me, and I think how can I incorporate that into what I'm doing? A little bit of everything. This all goes into the bottom line, but uh, I like the steam guys and the and the, uh, the Burning Man kind of vibe. That, that really inspires me. I get most excited about Maker Faire just from like the community aspect of it because we work That's very solid in very solitary environments. So being able to meet you guys and like see what you're working on and talk about things that just like it's like an adrenaline shot for me. Yeah. For sure, meeting you. Um, I really like your YouTube channel. What would be a good place for us to like a project for your age? Actually, uh. I, I try to do that with my students because my students are all graphic designers, so when they come to my class, I want to kind of bring it down to a younger level so that they could all relate on the same level. So I like the idea of working with one object, say for instance, ice cream sticks, giving you ice cream sticks and glue. You know, so being having like building blocks, kind of like in a Lego way. So I like that for you know just the beginning of learning. So that's something that I I haven't made a video about that, but you just inspired me. I know when I was a kid, one of the things that I loved to do most to make out of Legos was things for my other toys that I couldn't afford. So I would make Star Wars ships out of Lego, and so maybe find something that you like to do already and you know make something to go along with it. One last question, and maybe you can pick some more outside. Yeah, yeah. We'll, sure. yeah, we'll, we'll lay out outside. Yeah, we'll be out there. One more question? Anybody? Or are we done? He said that was going to be the last one. I think oh. you guys are out of time. Okay. 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 Uh, do you want to comment briefly on monetizing your uh, content? Oh. It's how we pay the bills. How we pay the bills. Like strategies to effectively monetize. I tell all my advertisers, I promise you, I'm never going to say a word. And if they say we can't do it, I say I can't do it. So that's that's what I'm trying for. Cool. That's a big conversation. We'll be outside. Thank you. Thank you guys.